Welcome back to Atrium Talks. Hi, Deepa. Hi, Bhagwan. I am excited today because we are going to be talking about Shakespeare. Yes. People, lovers of Shakespeare say that everything important about human condition, about the human psyche, Shakespeare had it in one of his plays. Yes. He's written about complex human emotions and psychology, and every one of his books is a delight. Much of what Sigmund Freud said 400 years later was anticipated by Shakespeare. And, you know, we spoke about uh, Hitchens at the start of the series, and I love what Hitchens has said about Shakespeare. He said, uh, the only reason I want to meet Shakespeare or even might want to meet him is because I can. You know, he's immortal in the works that he's left behind. And if you've read those, then meeting the author would almost certainly be a disappointment. Only Hitchens could get away with saying that. Yes. Indeed. Now, Shakespeare wrote many plays, and today we are going to be only talking about Macbeth. Is that right? That's correct. One of my absolute favorites that I could talk about all day, Bhagwan, but we don't have all day. Okay, so, so what are we going to talk about? So we're going to be talking about Macbeth, you know, the lessons from Macbeth for organizations and leaders. For me, Macbeth is the story of downfall. And in that downfall, there are many lessons. That complex evolution of the human spirit is always fascinating. So you're going to draw a parallel between downfall in Macbeth to downfall of organizing. Yes, to some extent, right? I, I think we're, we're, we're essaying a story of leadership here. Okay. And I think organizations and leaders are pressed with different questions, different dilemmas, different situations. And it's interesting to me that, you know, you would have two organizations would have the very, very, very different responses to the exact same situation. Just as different people interpret same signals differently. Correct. So is it only about good or bad people and good or bad organizations? Or does it interact with the environment and the conditions too, in some sense? Yes, I think, I mean, clearly there, you know, the, the, the two people are different and therefore, you know, the analogy there is the organizations are different. For instance, you know, Macbeth is portrayed until that point as someone who does what he's told. He serves the king. He does the job he's been asked to. He's the cloud that serves the wind. So, you know, from that perspective, I think he's, he's seen as a man who doesn't have a strong vision, right, for his life. Mm -hmm. And I think the analogy for me for organizations is what, what is that purpose that guides your decisions, that guides you to deal differently with the same situations, right? So each organization, the guiding star, its guiding purpose is different. And therefore, they respond to the same situations very differently. So I don't think it's about good or bad organizations, but it's about purposeful versus, you know, organizations that don't have that guiding compass or purpose. So both both leadership in case of people, but in case of organization, the organization purpose or culture seem to matter. Correct. Purpose. I think purpose is, you know, uh, is clearly guides that vision. And uh, in the absence of that, you pursue, in Macbeth's case, power yeah. unto power itself. It's an audacious goal and it's the, the ambition is not limited or doesn't have any boundaries around it. Similarly, you know, organizations, right? So therefore, we've, we've had so many cases of failure, Bhagwan, ethical failures like so Enron. So corporate greed, corporate you're saying, greed. You're, if you're just only to maximize profits without looking at purpose, looking at stakeholders, then you can lead the corporations astray. 
We've talked about Satyam closer home. So one would argue that the leaders of Enron and Satyam, to some extent, people who knew them, they said, these were good people. Oh, yes, yes. It's even in Macbeth, you see this transition, right? He's a sensitive person who, who is sensitive to emotions, who has a moral compass, but very quickly, he becomes this numb individual. And this transition from struggling with the morality of murder to becoming completely desensitized to it and yeah. using it as a tool to pursue his goals is, is stark, right? So you see this transition of the person. And similarly for organizations, and for me that's also interesting because there are no good and bad people, right? This is the fundamental attribution error that we make. You know, when we look at an outcome, we say, oh, that's a bad outcome. Person doing that is a bad person. Bad person. But no, it's a set of circumstances that lead you into good and bad pathways and uh, decisions and outcomes. Now, So we're not saying we need to absolve these people. No, We're still no. saying responsibility lies with them. But the deep cause of the malaise is not good or bad people. It is that and the environment and the conditions we set for ourselves. Correct. Which corrupt your interpretation of fate and which corrupt your interpretation of corporate goals. Okay. So I think that's, that's where the, uh, you know, the flaws are. And uh, it's very easy then to, you know, to get into this cycle very quickly. And now you're riding the tiger and you can't get off. You get sucked into it. Yes. And you say riding the tiger means even if you want to at a later stage, you put yourself in a situation that now you don't know how to yes. get out. In fact, the CEO of Satyan said exactly those words. I just did not know how to get off this tiger. Yes, yes. So what uh, guide do we have? What lessons do we learn for organizations especially to make sure to prevent that that doesn't happen? First, we talked about this introspection introspection okay right? a quiet reflection introspection of on on opportunities however however lucrative they seem uh, to pause and ask whether this aligns with mm. your purpose with your capabilities with who you see yourself as an individual which then draws the second lesson what is your purpose what is your purpose what is your purpose right and wh why are you here uh, this is as an individual as well as an organization. And therefore, who is it that you are speaking with? Who is your touchstone, right? And who are you? Who will tell you you're not doing the right thing, correct, right? Correct. So if you surround yourself with people who have the same incentives as you, they will correct. always agree with you. Correct. And many leaders fall into that trap because correct. nobody's there to tell them that this isn't right. So design so, incentives. So design incentives. You talked about whistleblowing. Have a strong whistleblowing policy. Protect the whistleblowers. Protect the whistleblowers. So encourage it and protect it and say they will be protected so that people are free to do that. And create environments where people can speak their mind and can critique you and your decisions. However high up you are in the hierarchy, allow for that environment to uh, flourish. And, you know, in the end he says, right, Blood is blood, right? And there will be blood. And, uh, you know, the equivalent is business is business, right? And he very quickly, his guilt translates into anger, right? And resignation. So I think to be wary so of So guilt that, to anger to resignation. That's the path we see. That's a pattern we see. So the lesson there is, I think, you know, to evaluate your commercial goals. Yeah. And to not pursue power ambition 
as goals unto themselves, but as means to a broader outcome or means to a broader goal. How about term limits for leaders? Exogenous removal, get them off the tiger. Correct. Might Correct. that work? I agree, Bhagwan. I think what we're saying is that it's very easy for organizations to get sucked into a cycle of corporate greed and recede into forces that are focused on outcomes with no regard to the means used to achieve those outcomes. Macbeth says, fair is foul and foul is fair, right? And that's, that's what organizations without purpose run the risk of becoming. So it's not blood is blood or business is business. Business is responsibility. Business is also responsibility. Thank you, Deepa. Thank you, Bhagwan.